0: And welcome to episode 97 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. We're going to break down the Super Bowl and tell you what's next for Patrick Mahomes. And we've got some NBA trades to talk about, some baseball trades to talk about, all that much more here on episode 97 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. When all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. Got a couple about the Antonio Brown saga that says he refuses to go to jail without his old helmet. That's from Mark Price. Cashel Desiree says he looked like he's ready to hurt somebody. And then Castropolis says, I think he's unstable. Running and talking to his lawyer like a little boy. Hope he gets some help ASAP. But head over there, become a part of the show. We've got lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime! Are you ready? Let's get it on! Chiefs' kingdom comeback—one for the ages. The last time they won was back in 1970 when they beat the Minnesota Vikings. 23-7 23-7 in Super Bowl Four, And the Kansas City Chiefs got it done against that vaunted San Francisco 49ers defense. Patrick Mahomes, hey, what do big stars do? Big stars, they show up fashionably late. And Patrick Mahomes, he threw two interceptions in the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, he came alive. A 21 to nothing run by the Kansas City Chiefs to take Super Bowl 54. And Magic Mahomes made it to the Magic Kingdom. And he brought with him his Super Bowl MVP trophy at the age of 24. Patrick Mahomes, he became the youngest player in NFL history to win Super Bowl MVP at 24 years and 138 days, just beating out the previous record holder, Emmitt Smith, at 24 years and 260 days. We're going to tell you what this means for Patrick Mahomes, but first, here's Mahomes at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, we got it. We brought it home. got the Lombardi trophy. Awesome. Now, I understand about seven years ago, you tweeted out how amazing it would be to say the words, I'm going to Disney World. And you did, how does that feel? Uh, It's amazing, I couldn't even uh, think about how amazing this is to be here, to be in this place in front of all these people and all these fans, uh, it's awesome, and uh, I'm just glad to be here. And So you had Mahomes and Mickey at the Magic Kingdom. I wonder if Mickey was like, well, hi, Patrick. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. It's so nice to not have Tom Brady here for once. Ha ha. Mickey Mahomes. I like the sound of that. No, but hey, he better become good friends with Mickey because I have a feeling they're going to be seeing each other a lot in the next decade and a half. And Patrick Mahomes yesterday, yes, he had probably his worst game of the year, but when you have your worst game of the year and you still win Super Bowl MVP. That says a lot about you. And look, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And Patrick Mahomes, his fourth quarter was stuff of legend. The Chiefs, they were trailing 20 to 10 with 8:12 remaining in the fourth quarter, and that magical comeback was led by Mahomes, an 83-yard touchdown drive capped off by a touchdown to Travis Kelsey that made it 20 to 17. But the play that flipped the game, the most important play in the entire game, was the 44-yard completion on third down to Tyreek Hill. Remember, they had just overturned the first down and the catch by Tyreek Hill on the play before that, and it's third and 15, right? Third and 15 against a great defense, the best defense in the NFL, and this year Patrick Mahomes on third and 15, he's 13 for 17 with 299 yards, three touchdowns and zero interceptions he hits Tyreek Hill and that was his best pass of the entire year that pass to Tyreek Hill that was in the air for 57.1 yards in the air that is the longest completed pass by air distance this season for Patrick Mahomes that really was the play of the game because then they got that first down and that offense started humming. And then after the Chiefs offense woke up, so did the Chiefs defense. That Chiefs defense came alive, led by Chris Jones, had a couple key deflections, and the 49ers offense their last four drives, they combined for 49 yards. If they had more than 49 yards, they may have won this football game, but that Chiefs offense, they get the ball back. Last two drives to put the Chiefs ahead. Patrick Mahomes had a 66.7% completion percentage, goes 8 for 12 for 114 yards, two touchdowns, and he gives the Chiefs the 24 20 lead after a five yard touchdown reception by Damian Williams. Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown! Kansas City jumps on top. And then the comeback was complete. The Chiefs take the lead. Look, you know how explosive this Kansas City Chiefs offense is? 21 unanswered points, 190 total yards. Look, Damian Williams could have won Super Bowl MVP if it weren't for the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. It was go time for Showtime. On the game's biggest stage, he delivered, and Patrick Mahomes, his legendary status is growing and growing. His second year as a starter, first year he wins MVP, second year he wins the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl MVP And it was the second largest comeback in NFL Super Bowl history. Of course, the largest is that 28-3 comeback in the Patriots and Falcons game in Super Bowl 51. Unfortunately, it was Kyle Shanahan who was on the losing side of that. And yes, Shanahan is taking a lot of heat today. And yes, they abandoned the running game. But hey, he had Garoppolo in spots to make plays. And Garoppolo wasn't making those plays. Look, it's only his second year as a starter. They're still ahead of schedule in San San Francisco, they're not going anywhere anytime soon this game was all about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and also Andy Reid. Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, the best coach to not win a Super Bowl, has won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid got it done. And now the question is, what does this mean for Patrick Mahomes? Well, look, Michael Rappaport has already reported that the Chiefs look to get a deal done with Patrick Mahomes after the new CBA is negotiated upon. And yes, he's probably going to get upwards of 40 to $45 million per year. He He's worth every penny. If you had a draft of the NFL, current players, players coming up in this draft, if you could pick one player, all 32 teams would pick Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what GM is out there. They're taking Patrick Mahomes. That is how good this kid is. And look, they asked him after the game, are you going to be the face of the league? All this pressure. This guy has the humility. He's humble. Here's what he had to say when they asked him about being the face of the NFL. I mean there's there's several guys that can be the face of the nfl i mean i think that's just with the nfl and how good the play is, the quarterback play, I mean, guys can come in year in and year out and go out there and, and, and play great football. I mean, Lamar was the unanimous MVP last night. He had one of the, the best seasons of all time as a quarterback position. And so there's guys like that, it seems like every single year, a lot of young quarterbacks still, a lot of veteran guys that, that are playing very at a very high level. And so I just try to be the best Patrick Mahomes I can be. And, uh, try and so there it is right at the end. He's going to be the best Patrick Mahomes he can be. All these comparisons to Michael Jordan, they're lazy okay they're lazy and they're unfounded you just can't make that comparison look Patrick Mahomes as great as he is when he retires 20 years after he retires will they be still making a billion dollars off his sneakers no will he have the global impact that michael jordan had no okay stop trying to make these lazy comparisons from patrick mahomes to michael jordan because patrick mahomes is going to be the best patrick mahomes what's the potential for that it's easy he could be the best quarterback of all time he could be in the conversation for the best football players of all time along with lawrence taylor jerry rice tom brady joe montana some of the greats to ever do it but stop these intersport comparisons with michael jordan they're just lazy at this point point. and look i personally believe patrick mahomes is on his way he's on his way but do not disrespect all the greats that came before him by leapfrogging him this early on yes we see that talent it speaks for itself Yes, does he have the best arm to ever play in this league when you combine all the arm talent and what he can do on the ground? Yes, that's definitely possible, but let's just enjoy this. Look, time goes by fast enough as it is. Let's just enjoy the Patrick Mahomes ride, and let's see where it takes us. But hey, he's going to be the face of this league. The league is in good hands, and just be ready. He is a super, super, superstar, and he's just getting started. trade deadline this Thursday February 6th less than 48 hours away and it feels like half the league is on the trading block. You've got a lot of big names out there, a lot of rumors. We're going to break down all the rumors. you got names like D'Angelo Russell. Could he be heading to Minnesota to link up with Carl Anthony Towns? you got names like Clint Capella. There's been rumors that the Houston Rockets and Daryl Morey, they're aggressively shopping Clint Capella. Teams like the Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, a lot of rumors about them. But we're going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies, they're sitting at 25 and 25, 8C in the Western Conference. They've won seven of their last 10 games, and there's been a lot of talk. Will Andre Iguodala, the former NBA Finals MVP, will he rejoin the Grizzlies? instead of getting traded, instead of getting bought out, well, that is not gonna happen anytime soon. Following the Grizzlies 96-82 to win last night over the Pistons, Dylan Brooks called out Andre Iguodala in the post game. He says, I can't wait till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him really what Memphis is about. Shots fired by Dylan Brooks, and then in the wake of those comments, His former teammate, Andre Iguodala's former teammate, Steph Curry, chimed in. It was a little subtle, but he goes to Instagram, and he shares an image of Andre Iguodala after the finals, and he has that shush emoji. And then Rachel Nichols, she posted that picture on Twitter, and then she says, and now Steph is chiming in, and then right underneath that John Morant, he quickly posted a picture of Kevin Durant, and he's holding that finals MVP. He's got his own shush emoji, his own little shrug emoji, and then he doesn't even delete it. He says, hey, Curry got a ring. Oh, yeah, 100 emoji. And then he follows that up with LOL deleted for what? If you scroll down my Twitter, you'll see me talking about Curry a lot probably some other players too. I was a fan, and still a fan, but I ain't scared of him. And a couple cry face laughing emojis. But it's clear that the Grizzlies' young core, they've had enough with Iguodala, deciding not to suit up for the franchise at all this season. Look, Iguodala is making $17 million to sit out of action while the Grizzlies are trying to facilitate a trade with another team. They've said they're not going to buy him out. They want some assets for Andre Iguodala, but it's clear right now, They are not going to part ways with him for nothing. They will not buy him out. And if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, this is exactly what you do. You want to get some assets for Andre Iguodala. You're not going to let him walk. You're not going to buy him out, because what is he going to do? He's going to go to the Lakers, the Clippers. He's going to join a contender, and you're going to get nothing. You need to get some assets for a guy that you're paying $17 million for. And according to Sharkania of The Athletic, the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat second in the Eastern Conference, one of the surprise teams, one of the elite teams in the NBA this year, they're willing to make a move for Andre Iguodala. Here's Sharkania on the Miami Heat's interest on the former Finals MVP. Sources tell me that the Heat have emerged as a suitor for Andre Iguodala. The sides have had discussions. No deal has been consummated yet. There's several factors here to monitor. One, will the sides agree on the potential players and picks involved? Two, will another team also get engaged here with Memphis between now and Thursday's deadline? And three, Will Andre Iguodala's appetite be ready for a team like Miami or or somewhere else? You know, he's made clear to some people close to him that he could be prepared to sit out the season if he's not traded to a destination, potentially closer to home on the West Coast. So if I'm the Miami Heat, I really would make some moves. Look, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're dominant, but the Sixers... They've been disappointing. The Boston Celtics, if they make some trades here, because, look, they're not going to be able to get it done with this current roster. Yes, Bam Adebayo, he's had a breakout season, made the All-Star team. Last night, Jimmy Butler, 38 points. He's been phenomenal all year long, but they need to bring in some other guys, and you bring in the championship pedigree of Andre Iguadala. Maybe you flip something like Justice Winslow for him, and another trade I would like to see them do is for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, he fits that heat culture with the defense the discipline. Imagine Jimmy Butler and Drew Holiday as your perimeter defenders. Those are two lockdown players. Players that bring it in the playoffs. Look what Drew Holiday did to Damian Lillard a couple years ago when they were in the playoffs. He was with the Pelicans. Drew Holiday is an elite player in this league. He's an elite two-way player in this league. And if I'm the Miami Heat, I would strongly consider giving up Tyler Hero for Drew Holiday. He's already under contract, and it puts them in this win-now mode. Imagine you bring in Drew Holiday and Andre Iguodala with Bam and Jimmy Butler. That is a team that can compete in the East. They can make things interesting with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, yes, Tyler Hero looks like he's going to be an elite shooter in this league, but Drew Holiday is an elite player in this league. If you have to give him up to get a player of his caliber, you do that. Look, how much longer does Pat Riley want to do this? You never know, and he probably wants to win this year. And Jimmy Butler, he's got a couple elite years left. Not a lot of elite years, maybe two three elite years. You bring in Drew Holiday. You bring in Andre Iguodala. I'm telling you, if I'm a Heat fan, I would push those young players out to get those veterans in, and I would make a run at this title. So I'm telling you, make those moves this year, and the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, they're going to be feeling the heat. Got some developments with the Houston Astros. The Astros, since I've been gone, I've been gone for a week. They hired Dusty Baker to be their new manager. And then today they announced that they've hired James Click to be the new general manager. So Jeff Liu now, AJ Hinch, they've been replaced by Dusty Baker and James Click. Thank you for clicking on this video to learn about James Click, the new GM of the Houston Astros, 42 years old. He comes from Tampa Bay. Here's him at today's press conference in Houston.
1: First of all, uh, I'm just incredibly excited about the opportunity and the the team here. Uh, It's a deep, talented roster, an equally talented and innovative front office. I wanna say thank you to Jim Crane and the Astros organization for the opportunity. Uh, I appreciate how rare these opportunities are, and I'm humbled, and I'm confident I won't let
0: you. Now, of course, it was pretty much your standard new GM press conference. Lots of thank yous, lots of cliches. What I was listening for was were they going to talk about the Astros cheating scandal and later on in the press conference, a reporter asked him about the Astros cheating scandal and James Click said that when he was working with Tampa Bay, one of his jobs was to look for cameras and nefarious activity from opposing teams. Take a listen to what he had to say.
1: James, what was in the commissioner's report was obviously mostly about 2017 and 18, but in the 19 ALDS, when you, the Rays played the Astros for five games, there was talk about pitch tipping and maybe sign stealing and, and whistling or whatever. From being with the Rays, what was your perspective about that series and, and taking over this organization? Overall, what you're dealing with in terms of the punishments and everything they've been through? Yeah, one of, uh, one of my jobs during the uh, 2019 postseason was to walk around all of the various parks with the Major League Baseball officials, and they would identify every piece of technology that's, that's out there. Tell us exactly what it was for, where it was going. Um, that included, you know, every park that we played in in the postseason. Um, and so, you know, through that process, uh, I think we all got very comfortable that there was nothing going on that um, that that was, you know, um, under the table or, uh, you know, not above board. wherever the opposite is, below board. Um, and so from that perspective, you know, I'm, I'm very confident, absolutely certain that there was nothing nothing going on. Um, in the years before that, you know, there were obviously a lot of rumors of, of things going on, not just here, but throughout the league. And, and I think the commissioner's report addressed that.
0: So if you're Jim Crane, you're laughing right now because now lunell has gone and you get this guy, James Click. This guy looks like he could be an upgrade. And the sad thing to me if you listen to that, you heard him lump the Astros in with the other teams that were cheating. Last time I checked, the Houston Astros they're the only team that has gotten punished so far. They're the only team that has been confirmed to have cheated in the 2017 World Series so don't lump them in with other franchises, okay? Now look, if you're James Click, I totally get it. You have to say what you have to say. You have to do what you have to do. There's only 30 major league baseball general manager jobs on the planet so it's not an easy job to get but hey you have to start being accountable this organization cannot sweep this under the rug and I want them to be a little more upfront with the cheating that they have proven to have done in 2017 and beyond so we're going to see how the Astros are going to respond this season. They still have a lot of young talent. If you want to make a power move, this is what you do. You trade for Mike Fiers. I would love to see that. No, I'm just kidding. But if you look at their current roster, you still have George Springer, Michael Brantley, Gurriel, and Josh Reddick under contract and team control for the 2020 season. And then next year, the 2021 season, Verlander, Carlos Correa, Zach Granke, McCullers, Roberto Ursuna, Joe Smith and Martin Maldonado then you got some decisions to make so but for the Houston Astros I grade this a big A for asterisk no a big A for excellent it was a great hire for the Houston Astros James Click was the right guy for this job he's respected all throughout Major League Baseball But really, it's another reminder that that punishment was too light on the Houston Astros. Just look at Jim Crane's face. Does he look like he's hurting after that fine? No, he still has that World Series in his back pocket, and he knows what he did to get it. So if I'm the Houston Astros, great hire, and we're going to see how he's going to deal with everything that's going to be surrounding this. Every ballpark they go to, are they going to be booze? trash can banging. We're going to see how it goes and we're going to see will this roster of players that he inherited will they be as talented and as productive without cheating. That's just a real question that needs to be asked. Do they still have the talent or was it because they were stealing signs? That remains to be seen. Did Jim Crane bring him in so they could organize another system of cheating? I have no idea. I'm not saying that that would be clickbait but I do like the move for the Houston Astros. And before we wrap here, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, John Sherman. One of my day ones, one of the Get More Sports day ones, hooked it up with a birthday shout-out from none other than the 2006 Heisman Trophy winner, Troy Smith. Check this out. This is 2006 Heisman Trophy winner, Troy Smith. This message is for Douglas McCain, a.k.a. D Mac. Much love. What's up to you, man? Doug, happy belated birthday. This message was booked by Jonathan Sherman, a.k.a. Sherman. Much love to both of you guys. But shout out to John Sherman, a GMS day one, my man. But that is going to do it for episode 97 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube, give me all your tags. Right down below in the comment section. I want all your takes on today's topics right down below in the comment section. But we've got a jam packed show for you guys tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow with another show, but that's going to do it. Watch all the sports. See you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm out.